when you understand God's got you, it changes everything. Five seven nine nine success forces part eight the success force of honesty part two be honest with yourself welcome to brothers of the word because brother you need the word and today we are in the process of talking about success forces there are forces that contribute to success and there are forces that contribute to failure the first success force was setting specific goals. Then the success force of daddy being at home. How to set goals for the life you actually want. The success force of good health. The success force of education. Last message was the success force of honesty. And today's message is actually part two of that. The success force of honesty. Be honest with yourself. Now, I talked about in the last message how actually we were all liars and most of us are old liars. We were all thieves and most of us are old thieves. And, and as much as we try, we still lie. I'm ashamed to say, but I lied today. Pastor told a big, bold-faced, over-lie today. As many of you all know, we have our annual beauty show at the World Congress Center, and we have a church service there. And after the service, I was standing outside of the door, and people would come up. They shake your hand. They want to take pictures with you. And a lady came up to me, and she says, I'm a pastor myself. I said, that's very nice. I said, I'm honored to meet you. She says, my email address is pastorsally at hotmail.com. And that's not her email address, but I'm just using an email address. She said, my email address is pastorsally at hotmail.com. I said, that's very nice. And she went on telling me about this and that and the other. And she says, and I'm divorced. She said, are you still married? I said, yes, I'm very married. <laughs> and she said, well, my email address is Pastor Sally at hotmail.com. And if your status ever changed, she said, do you want my phone number? I said, no, I've got your email address. And she didn't spell it, P-A-S-T-O-R-S-A-L-L-Y at H-O-T-M-A-I-L.com. I said, yeah, I've got it. She said, if you ever change your status, would you just email me? Because she said, I'm looking for another good husband. And then she said, I want to come and worship with you at your church. She said, would you email me your church address? <laughs> and I'm ashamed to admit it. I am ashamed to admit it. It's not good at all for a man of God to stand here. He just lied today. I looked at that lady. I looked at that lady dead in the eye. And I told that lady, yes, I will. And I knew good and well. I knew good and well I was not going to email that lady the address of this church. I knew that without question. And don't judge me. Some of y'all are looking at me, judging me right now to my pastor. That's a shame. You should have sent that lady the address so she could come and worship. She may need the word that you're going to preach. I sat there, looked that lady straight in the eye, lied to that lady, and knew I was lying to that lady. Now, y'all should have said, Pastor, you should have just told the lady that you were not going to email the lady. And these are some of the sticky situations that you deal with. 
I couldn't tell that lady just the whole truth. What was I going to tell her? No, I'm not going to email you. And even if I was single, you ain't going to be on my list. I wasn't going to tell her that. So I'm just sorry to tell you that's why we are all some old liars. We'd have told some lies. Some of you all have told some lies recently. And some of you all are going to tell another lie today. So we have these flaws. And in Isaiah 6, 1, this is the NIV version. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. At the sounds of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. He said, Go and tell this people. Be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people callous, make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. I want you to play the Coach Bronner episode that ran today. Go ahead and run that right now. Ken Robbins says, you will never truly advance if you don't tell yourself the truth. We basically lie to ourselves. Who are you fooling? You've got to tell yourself the truth about you, not just to make yourself feel good. And oftentimes we deceive ourselves so we can feel good. No, you need to tell yourself the truth so you can change if the truth is negative. If you're going to fix anything, the first thing about fixing it is accurate diagnosis. You've got to tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth about you and then actively set out to change that thing into what you want it to be about you. So as Ken Robbins says, if you really want to advance, tell yourself the truth. This is Coach Bronner. I'll see you tomorrow. And you know, I don't schedule the Coach Bronner. On Saturday and Sunday, it's actually a repeat from a while back. Oddly enough, the person who does the scheduling, who didn't know my subject, schedule this for today. Tell yourself the truth. Be honest with yourself. Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. And it is interesting how God instructed. He said, look, callous the people, blind their eyes, dull their ears, because if they see and if they hear, I will heal their land. And sometimes God has to send people through some judgment. But he said, if the folks see, and if the folk hear, and if they open their ears, they open their eyes, I will heal their situation. How many of y'all need some situations healed in your world? 
And if you need some situations healed, you got to open your eyes. See, often we see, but we don't perceive. We hear, but we don't truly hear and understand. And often this stuff begins with us. It's like what D.L. Moody said. I got more problems with D.L. Moody than anybody else. D.L. Moody was one of the great preachers of all times. He understood he had to be able to tell the truth about himself. And most of us spend most of our time trying to tell the truth about somebody else. And the only person you can ever change is you. You've got to be able to tell yourself the truth about you. Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. Here in Isaiah 64, 6, he says, all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Sometimes we got to understand our own flaws, our own faults. God has me working on a project right now where he says, look, you can take no credit for this project. I am infusing the ideas, what to do through you coming from me. And when it's successful, you shall take no credit. One of the big problems we have is we sometimes don't see the truth about ourselves because we blow ourselves up too big. You know, look at what I did. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at what I've got. Well, how did you have the brain to do it in the first place? God gave it to you. How did you even have the energy and the inspiration to do it in the first place? God gave it to you. We have a phenomenal singer today, Rudy Kearns. His voice run rings around mine. He was born with it. I was born with my voice. If I had been born with a much better voice, I'd be a much better singer. That doesn't mean that he hadn't trained tremendously. But it's like the political statement, you know, putting lipstick on a pig. I don't care how much you train some voices, not much you can do with it. I can go to training all day long, and I will never sound as good as Rudy. I will never sound as good as him. I don't care how much I practice and how much I train. So even though he's practiced, and even though he's put a lot of sweat and toil into his career and into making himself into an awesome artist, a lot of that is God-given. And I've seen it even with our own children. Some are born with different drives. Some are just born to hustle, and they're born to exceed. The others just be laid back. So you think that your drive and your hustle is from you, and in truth, it's all from God. So when we understand we're just not all that hot, it humbles us, and it helps us to walk in greater humility, and it helps us really to accomplish more because we then understand, number one, I am not that hot. I ain't all that in a bag of chips. I don't even know where they got that statement from because I don't even think a bag of chips is just that much. But that's number one to understand. I'm not all that hot. Number two, this is what you need to understand. You can do all things through Christ who strengthened it. But I want you to understand Philippians 4.13. We know that verse. We've heard it so much. But let me just read the rest of that so you get it in context. This is a New Living Translation, starting at verse 10, Philippians 4. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. 
I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Ephroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. So when Paul makes a statement, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I have learned to live with much. I've learned to live with nothing. See, we can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Sometimes when we hear that, we think of just all this grandiose stuff. That isn't what Paul said. He said, look, I can be happy with a very little bit or a whole lot. And we think I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. It only means we're in the big mansion. No, that doesn't mean when you're in the big mansion. Sometimes that means when you're sitting outside the street with all your stuff just being evicted. Whether I'm abased or whether I'm abound, whether I've got a little bit, whether I've got a lot, whether my stomach is full or whether I'm hungry, I can do all things. I have learned to be content in whatever situation I'm in. And see, this is a part of being true to yourself. Have you learned to be content with whatever situation you're in? Or are you only content when stuff just running smooth? Because I can tell you this. If you are only content when stuff is just running smooth, you're going to be discontent a whole lot. Because stuff is just not going to run smooth a whole lot of times. Now, you have seasons. There are seasons when everything's just working. You know, there are seasons when stuff just runs smooth. And you wake up in the morning and you just feel like you can just put the world on your shoulders and just run with it. And then there's another time you wake up, you feel like the world is on your shoulders and your knees bad. So it changes. And Paul was saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whether I've got a little or whether I've got a lot, whether things are going great or whether I'm in the midst of the storm, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when we understand this truth about what God has placed inside of us, that when we, number one, understand it's all him. And I have learned to look at my life like, Lord, this is your situation. You know, some of the stuff be my own stuff, but I recognize God, you control everything. And as long as I have confidence that God is controlling everything and I'm doing the best I can do to stay within the will of God, I just don't worry about what happened. I really, really don't. I am content with a little bit. I'm content with a whole lot. It doesn't matter because I believe I'm resting in the bosom of Jesus. And God just got me. Turn to the person. Look at the person next to him. God's got you. So when you understand God's got you, it changes everything. And this is the final verse of what Paul says. And that Verses of Corinthians, he says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. The same God. But Paul went through times when he was hungry. Paul went through times when he was bitten. Paul, he went through times he was snake bit. You know, Paul went through some stuff. So it doesn't mean that because he was in Christ, he didn't have problems. What it meant was he was content in the middle of all his stuff. And that is the difference, and that is the strength, and that's the good news. That's point three. That's the good news. The good news is though we are all liars, and though we are all thieves, through all of our righteousness and unrighteousness and all of our filthy rag stuff, we are forgiven. That's the good news. And when we understand this, changes everything. I'm not that hot. And we wrestle with this stuff a lot. The more God begins to bless us, the more we begin to think, you know, I am all this. This me. If it wasn't me, why would God choose me? Even if it is God, he had to choose me. He could have chosen somebody else. So I had to be something just for him to choose me to start with. It's easy 
to get puffed up. And that's why Isaiah had to say, I am a man of unclean lips. We're not that hot. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things, whether we're high or whether we're low. The good news is, though we are liars, though we are evil, some of us have lied really, really recently, like myself. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. And I'm just honest. My flesh is flawed. I do the best I can, but I struggle with stuff. How many of y'all struggle with stuff? Some of y'all say, Pastor, you just got it all together. You handle everything. I just have struggles. Now, I do decent, but I struggle with stuff. But God will not put on you more than you can handle. That's the good part about it. He strengthens you to handle whatever he's placed on you so you can handle it. Now, you may not want to handle it. Them two different things. I was sitting in church today at the end of the service. See, Elijah did an altar call. One lady came up. And to be honest about it, I was sitting there and I was hearing God say, get up and you help see Elijah with that altar call because there are at least 10 more people who need to come down here. And I'm sitting here and I ain't doing it. I ain't in charge of this altar call. I don't even want to get up there. I'm just not in charge of this. I didn't go. I'm sorry to say I didn't go. And sometimes people, this is the struggle. That's why I'm telling you my own stuff. I have trouble even when I hear the voice of God, especially when I'm not geared for it. I'm all sitting down there comfortable. And then you're going to tell me, you get up there. What? I ain't This ain't my service. So it's just, I struggle with stuff. And I didn't go. And I thought about who missed the blessing because I missed it and I refused to go. See, that's even why I had to talk about that mission trip because some people, God has told you to go. You just don't want to go. So I understand it. That's why I'm not fussing it because I understand it. And there are some things God has told me to do, and I just did not do it. So I understand a struggle that all of us go through with this flesh. We all have it, and we all fall short. And some days, oh, we own it then. Some days, I don't doubt I did what God told me to do. And see, most people will tell that. They'll shout that big from the pulpit. They won't tell you when God has told them, and they didn't do it. That's the unclean lips. That's the filthy rags that folk won't share with you. So I have struggles with stuff, and I regretted it when I, and I said, but I should have gotten up there. But I didn't want to. And you struggle between higher spirit and flesh. And it is a constant struggle that we go through in this life. But Christ has given you strength to overcome it all. But you got to listen and you got to heed and you got to obey. All of us do. I've got to do better. And many of you say, well, Pastor, you obey the Lord. I, yeah, but I ain't 100% with it. I messed up. I lied and disobeyed today. I lied and disobeyed today. So we struggle. And we have to be forgiven over and over and over again. And I have to resolve myself, Lord, I've had experiences where I didn't do what you told me to do. And I knew I should have done it. And I said, next time, I'm going to do this stuff. And next time come, and you still don't do it. You still walk away. You still sit glued to your seat. God has to work with us as children. And that's perhaps why we're called the children of God. Because regardless of even if our age categorizes us as a senior citizen, we still act like children a lot of times. And we still struggle with this stuff. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Be honest with yourself. I thank you for joining us today here at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to the entire series called Successful. You can download it, send it to a friend, absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. 
This was part 8 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled The Success Force of Honesty. Part 2, Be Honest With Yourself by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5799, that's 5799, to listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5799 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word